Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ah! Immediately screaming, I said, don't be too loud. I can't help it, we're together. Turn my microphone down, I've broken it. Hi. Hi. I'm nervous. <laughs> Lucy's nervous, even so, though we bums every week. For, we're together this week, we're you together. guys. This is a special treat. Annabelle drove to LA. I hitched a ride, like a rope. Yep, she bummed a ride. Hippie gypsy type. Hippie gypsy. Here I am. Cheers to that. Cheers, darling. Whose china is this? I love it. This is my mm. grandmother and grandfather's china. This was my only inheritance. Mm. At least you got something, babe. Mm-hmm. That tastes great. What was that? Chamomile and mint? Yes. It is actually your family's tea. You know what? I thought it tasted fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I So what I do... Forgive this. I only you do mix it sometimes. It. I mix it with this floral tea I have. No, I love because that. Because I love all the notes that your tea has. I love it. Oh, I'll post the tea that I'm talking about. It's from Annabelle's family's tea company. Jones Organic Tea. It's so good. I think it's probably Sleepy Jean, right? It, I do have the Sleepy Jean, but it's this other, it's the calming one. Oh, the Ayurvedic one, Balance Blend. Yes. That's my favorite oh, one, you guys. I love it. So well, but Sleepy Jean doesn't... Shouldn't really make you sleepy unless you're a very sensitive person. And it also kind of makes you feel sleepy because of what it's called, I find. <laughs> There's a psychosomatic element exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, here we are. Here we are. And I'm actually so happy I came here. Yeah, how does it I'm, feel to be back in the city? It was weird driving in, definitely a little bit, but I tried to just not let it be weird. I was just like, this is fine. You've done this a thousand times. You did it before you knew Ryan. You did it during. And you're going to do it after. Mm-hmm. And I just kept it moving. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a bit spooky. Really? Yeah, it's a bit spooky. Because I haven't been here since I moved it's away. Been a couple months. I haven't been into Hollywood, anyway, in ages. And as I was driving in on the 101, I thought, God, it really looks nice from here. And then you go down. <laughs> and then you get down in it. Under the bridge. And yeah. it's just like human shit everywhere. Yeah, like it's trash. like The Walking Dead. It really is. So it's interesting how it's like LA porn from the freeway. You're like, fucking hell, yeah. that looks great. You can bloody, see the skyline. Bloody hell. And then you get down and you're like, oh, there's a woman taking a, taking a piss. Yeah. I can see her outer labia. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of homeless people I've seen with their pants down. Well, you know, I don't... shocking. I always say, you're not really... What do they call it? A, what are you called? An Angelino. Angelino. Until yeah. you've seen someone take a shit. Into their own pants. Or just anywhere. <laughs> like, until you've seen a person take a shit on the street, you're not from here. It's true. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Right I didn't at the end see, of my block. <laughs> I didn't see that today, but I did see the, like, shanty town. Yeah, it's grimy. It's really sad. It is sad. It's really fucked And it up. is spooky because it's a shell of what the city once was. And that is sad to see. There's no excuse for it. With the amount of wealth that there is there in this town alone, on this road, 
on this road let alone. alone you know it's just inexcusable yeah so here we are another episode of the lucy and annabelle show very thrilling to be in each other's company yeah Honestly, it makes me kind of want to drive her every week and do this. Oh, stop it. No, it actually does. You know what? We could have like a meeting point. Meeting point. point. I know, but it's nice. It's actually nice to just hang out. Like, because then we could hang out. Yeah. Come in the morning. That could be the new routine. I come in the morning, get some breakfast, and then sometimes you can come to mine if you want to switch it up. We could do every other week. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so nice. I liked it. We all had breakfast together this morning. We did. That was really, really great. Alec and me, and you and Will, and Gilbert. And Gilbert, well, he didn't join us for breakfast. He just sun lounged in your bedroom. He did. And now he's being a creep over there. Gilbert! Gilbert! He just stares into space a lot. Bit of a spooky baby. Yeah. Anyway. He looks like your Kit Kit. He does, but I wish healthy. they could have met. But healthy! They, they probably would have fought to the bitter end. Yeah, they would have. They're Especially both male cats. You told me that... Last night or the night before, Gilbert saw the amazing. portrait that your friend Chelsea had done for yeah, you of amazing. Ivy so, and so went into full attack mode. Our Chelsea Hamill had this made, commissioned for me. It's a painting of Ivy Sparkle Puss Godiva, who passed away in April. And it was on my bedside table, just sitting there. Oh, hi. And Gilbert saw it. And all of a sudden, he wouldn't break eye contact with it. And then he puffed up. And he slowly stalked the painting and got right up to it. He was he's going into the kitchen. He's going. Oh my god! He doesn't like the book that you've put there. Oh my god! He's opening the door. You've Open got it. this. Go ahead, buddy. Do it. Go. You got it. You've got some weight behind you, mate. Go. No, doesn't like it. She's put a book there, and it's deterred him immensely. <laughs> so, you guys, I made my first reel. It's very challenging for an old person. You don't think it's funny? I do! I'm like shocked at how you did this. I don't know. It took me a That's it. Wow. Annabelle made a reel to share our new hotline with you guys that you can call and leave us messages. That looks so hard what you did. How has our last reel of our one year anniversary gotten 8,000 views? <laughs> I think it's because it's cute. I think because it's like aesthetically pleasing, people thought... Because there's alcohol in it. I think and people, two girls in dresses. I think people thought, oh yeah, that's nice. I can get behind that. Yeah, wow. Okay, great. So that reel looks super hard, so I'm glad you have it figured out. So we'll look at some no, of no, the feedback. No, no, feedback. Oh, you getting but we always feedback. do news first. We do. I just forget every Remember? time. Every time. Okay. Here we are. Okay, ready? I fucking hate it now. It's actually the charm's all enough for me. Ready? Why? (laughs) Let's talk about this. Why? No, because I just feel we should have a song as well. Because we keep fucking it up. Do you think it's charming that we mess it up? I think think in 2022, as we enter the new year, yeah, we'll we'll have an official new song. You hear that, guys? We're going to have a new song. January 2022. It's coming. Enjoy this messy slop show. A lot of changes <laughs> coming to the network. There's going to be changes. All good changes. Oh, yeah. You guys um, are going to love the changes. What are the changes? <laughs> Ready? Okay. <gasps> <laughs> 
It's not world news. It's not important news. It's Lucy and Annabelle news. <laughs> what do you got for us, Annabelle Jones? Oh, I love to make you all uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> I liked this a lot. Okay. Um, the Brit Awards are being blasted for going woke after announcing that they will no longer have gender categories in order to celebrate artists. It will be solely for their music. Event organizers sparked outrage by switching to gender-neutral gongs Monday. Bosses claimed Move was in a bid to be as inclusive and relevant as possible, but fans blasted the changes as woke drivel, many calling for a boycott of the Brits. Meanwhile, the awards will feature its first ever all-black hosting lineup this year. Um, the Brit Awards have abolished gender by scrapping male and female categories for their woke 2022 event. Um, they've divided opinion with this move. There has been some outrage. Uh, the new categories are going to be Artists of the Year with YouTube Music, Group of the Year, Brit's Rising Star, supported by BBC Radio 1, Best New Artist, Song of the Year with Mastercard, Mastercard Bob. Blah, 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 blah. Basically a load of shit that is, is not gendered. Um, so they're just smooshing men everyone, and women together. Everyone And they're together. just not going to mention it. Yeah, because what if it, what if there's, like, they, them people, people who don't... Exactly. ...have a gender, how, what category do you put them in? As much as the Brits are saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, they have to. What choice do they have? I mean, really, as things are going, you can't have like gendered award shows anymore because people aren't two genders anymore like don't get triggered about it i'm just saying no i'm not i see where they're coming from and i i I, it sounded strange when you first read it but when you say the categories that sounds fine it sounds fine doesn't it artist of the year we don't have to mention male or female exactly and i think what i think is interesting about it is is that it's it is progressive Sure. I think also they don't really have a choice and right. uh, award ceremonies will will begin to not have a choice, especially after they've changed over. Yes, I'm just thinking the Oscars, Act- the Grammys, the Emmys, everything will do, follow. Do the, do the acting ones, I'm so shit, like, I'm just going to be honest, I'm <laughs> shit at award shows. I don't know what the awards are at like the acting things. So is there like female, yeah. male categories? Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. so you'd have that. The director is... Always just a well, man. It's all men anyway. Yeah, white men. Yeah, I mean it's all men. <laughs> um, but that so that's that won't change. But yeah, top male lead, female lead, male supporting, lead supporting, or you get what I'm saying? Yeah, male and female of each. So this is this is what I think is interesting about this is that I th- I agree that it's the logical next step in uh, with how things are going. Yeah, and seems fair it's not really that big of a deal if someone thinks it's a big no. deal then for god's sake no it's it's like it, i feel like anyone saying that this is a big deal is just upset about other things and maybe should attend therapy but it's like it's really just not a big deal it's not a big artist deal. of the year yeah big whoop yeah okay so that's how i feel about that why should it be gendered actually now that they've made the change i'm like why is that gendered in the first place sure that's what i thought like, but, when you say it like that, you go, oh, yeah, it should just be. I mean, they... Ugh. So, 
in acting, are they just going to do lead actor? But mm-hmm. here's where it gets really tricky because actor, like, um, to be an actor applies to men and women. Yeah, yeah. There are actresses, but when you speak about yourself, you say, oh, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Do you? You don't say I'm an actress. Because that's the horse trade. I don't know why. I'm an actress, darling. Yeah, I don't know why that's in place, but you would call yourself an actor. So. So I call my actress friends actresses. Yeah, I have, I thought about it and I thought, why do we all, it's like saying, hey, are you guys going to the store? Do you think? When it's men and women, but you would call a group of girls guys. Right. It's just what's done. It's just. So do you think that there is an element of internalized kind of misogyny in this because an actor sounds serious and an actress doesn't because actresses were only ever prostitutes. An actor 100%. Was, yeah. uh, was a respectable-ish, eventually, job for a man. Mm-hmm. They were considered to be entertainers and, you know, rich and fancy people and royals would have them around mm-hmm. as, like, a bit of crack, you know. But... But an actress, an actress was... wouldn't be allowed into those events. An actress wouldn't be a part of that because it is a whore. It was only whores. I'm sure there's. it's all tied up in there, yeah. Yeah, what do we do now when we have best lead actor and actress category? Are we going to lump those into one? Because yeah, who's the best? then that cuts the awards down by half. Mm-hmm. Because one person, male or female, is getting lead actor. And not everyone's going to get a cookie. Not everybody's oh. going to get a gold ribbon. Are they going to be okay? Not everyone's a winner. <laughs> Are you going to be okay? And then you've got half. Wow, you've got half the awards. So isn't it interesting? Yeah. Because they've set a, set a precedent now. Everyone that else is going to have to follow. People are going to be having to look to. I think it's great. I think that it's going to do one of two things. It's going to either be good in leveling things for everyone or they're going to create more problems for themselves because it's going to become all men who are white winning all the time and then they're going to get shit in a year from now for all the awards going to white men that's already happening exactly so imagine how much roasted last imagine how much worse it's going to be when everyone's in one category is it going to be worse or is it going to make it so magnified that they absolutely cannot do it's it It's going to make it more competitive because now men and women are competing against each other, which wasn't happening. And there's less awards. Look, it's all crap anyway. Come on. It is crap, but I just think it's very interesting because I think it's sort of like squashing one problem and creating 10 more. Yeah. Um, I think they're figuring... Any rile up is better than where we're at, so exactly. let's just stir the pot and see what happens. I think it's a logical next step. It's I like think Trump. It's I think people voted for him because anything was better than the way things were. And if anything, he stirred the fucking pot. That's what Trump did. <laughs> he stirred up a lot of dust <laughs> that is not settled yet. And I still have very clogged lungs from the event. And that's and what these changes do. It it may not be a better change, but it's different. And that's it's what something. people want. It's something. It's a step. It's a step. You know? For better or worse. And we'll see. And they, we've got to make steps to begin to sort of figure this shit out. Yeah, you do. It it's can't trial just and error, be, isn't it? I think it's very sort of easy for us all to go like, yeah, okay, we're going to put... 
your bloody pronouns in your emails and we're going to put your pronouns in your fucking thing in Instagram and you're a they, them and you're a she, whatever the fucking other things are. Some people are it's now. No. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's an it. So you're it. I'm really proud of it. No. Yeah. That's an inanimate object. You guys, that's an inanimate object. No, I mean, Isn't it? I mean, it, I don't know. It, and even in the Look, trans and gay community, it's very controversial because it has been used, um, is the word I'm looking for, pejorative. If you want to be it, you should. You should be whatever you want. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to be an it, personally. I don't. And that's why it's causing like controversy in the queer community is because it is historically been a pejorative term for gender neutral or queer people and now some people are reclaiming the word i suppose is the mindset behind it potentially i've got a good idea how about we just be me I am me. I, I think it's going to go all the way around, isn't it? Back to what the most... So we're going to go to the maddest extremes and then we're just going to find you know a, what I mean. a central <laughs> place with it all. And I think that this step with the Brits is what that's doing. Is right. We're going to have some issues and it's going to create more issues, but we've got to make some progress towards it, not just being performative and like tokenistic. Like, oh, I'm going to put... My workers can put their pronoun in the email or in the thing and that's what we encourage our company like there has to be systemic changes like with this like with the brits doing this otherwise it is just all chat and doesn't really mean anything we can all fanny around on tiktok and make fucking gender and all this shit fucking tiktok things yeah the tiktok's a world a lot of people don't live on Mm -hmm. it's the real world changes that really count yeah so I think it's interesting from that perspective. I anyway, that's my news. It had nothing to do with the Kardashians. It had nothing <laughs> to do with any of that shit. It took everything in me. I saw several fucking stories I want to see. I saw an Aaron Carter story and I didn't do any of it. I did something else. Oh, wow. What's your news? My news is not about spiders or mushrooms, which I've been shamed about all week. No, you haven't. Don't think I didn't think I about made it. the artwork Don't about think- mushrooms. <laughs> Don't think it didn't cause me sleepless nights that I was teased endlessly about talking about spiders. On the mushroom. Of course I didn't comment on it. I was... It was in honor of the thing. I know. It was very... It was a kind gesture of you. Okay, so my news is happening in London this week, as of today. The headline is that a couple answers loneliness with organized walks and games in London, and hundreds of people show up. It's sweet. So How old are they? They're in their 30s. They were absolutely done with this constant isolation following more than a year of COVID. Well, two years now. For them, in England, they've been locked down way more than we have. And they decided to launch a community initiative. Jake Williams and Charlotte Sinclair started Talk the Walk, which seeks to promote people getting together, exploring <laughs> London on foot and getting to know each other. <laughs> I don't know why that brought instant <laughs> tears to my eyes. Talk the walk. Why not? Talk the walk. It's fine. I'm just going to let it go. What, 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 what? It's talk the walk. It's not... It Just carry on. <laughs> what? I don't no, understand. No, just carry on. It like literally tears shot out my eyes. In a good way? No. In a bad way? Just like... Yeah. It's cringy? It's just talk the walk. What does that mean? Talk the walk. 
Talk the walk. Talk why the not? Walk. Why not walk and talk? Yeah, well, talk I mean, if you came up with it, you could have done something different with the title. You know what? This is this is Charlotte and Jake's idea, okay? Why are they so lonely in their 30s? <laughs> their number one mission was to have fun, even if only a few people showed up. And that's what they expected. So, suddenly, there were hundreds of people at their super spreader events. <laughs> Two to three hundred people of various ages now regularly attend these events. That is so sweet. Can yep. you imagine how good it is for everyone? Oh, they walk and they've designed these games, icebreaker games, with fun questions. And they pick interesting landmarks to walk to and visit. With uh, the first locations have been in Hampstead Heath, King's Cross, and the Regent's Canal. Cute. And attendees are even surprised with chocolate. Oh, no, let me see them. Okay. Is there pictures? Yeah. There's a picture I've got of such them. a clear picture there they in my are. mind. <laughs> and we will post this so that everybody can see Jake and Charlotte organizing oh, they look so happy. I their Talk see. the Walk events in London. Hey, I hope that uh, latches on in other cities. You can't really do it in LA because you can't really walk the streets right now because of the walking dead. You can't do it in LA unless you want to stand in a human shit. Exactly. And here, ladies and gentlemen, we have a homeless man shitting into his own pants. Here we have Marjorie's toilet. Chocolate, anyone? (laughs) I mean, what are you going to do? Make sure you bring your gas mask because you can't (laughs) breathe in this town anymore. The smog has become... So unbearable. Actually, we're going to just walk inside. We're going to the West Field. But there's nowhere to walk in because everything is boarded up and closed. (laughs) Because it's bankrupt. And we work for the Board of Tourism, Los Angeles. (laughs) I hear they're offering half-price flights on Black Friday. To where? Anywhere. I wish I'd bloody known that before I put my <laughs> I fucking thousands of dollars tickets back home. Exactly. Okay, now it's time for listener feedback, Annabelle. Okay. You always are dying to get to the listener feedback and wanting to forsake the news. Well, only because mine's cringe and some, sometimes no, yours is cringe. cringe. Well, they're, yeah, mine are always... <laughs> You're so sweet where you get your news from. I'm not going to say where it is because then other people can go and then the segment's ruined. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't steal my thunder. I have to offset your insane stories about these crazy people. Everything. I know. Yours is nice. So last week, we were talking about judgment. judgment From a very different and interesting perspective, I felt. And here's what someone on a... Here's what some of you had to say. I've actually got one off the top of my head that I read on our Facebook the other day, which made me laugh. Like... Yeah, I'm going to read it. Okay. It takes everything in me not to respond to trolls. Oh, it's a troll? Yeah, it just kind of. It's just like... In my opinion, we haven't had enough trolls. Okay, don't encourage them, please. (laughs) Everybody's so nice. Our listeners are always so nice and supportive. Yeah, I know. Don't encourage them to Where are the people that are like... Stop. If you're going to troll us, you're going to get a fucking name. You're going to get called out. Kevin T. Baldwin... It says, interesting, you're evaluating the subject of observation and evaluating. That must make you two super intelligent. Suck it, Kevin T. Baldwin. Listen, Kevin T. Baldwin. I'll observe you. What are you doing, Kevin T. Baldwin? Yeah, and actually we are super intelligent. Listen, Kevin T. Baldwin, you're the one listening, okay? So... Anyway... 
Give us some nice ones. That was our first troll, so I just felt we needed to. I love it. Love you, Kevin T. Baldwin. See you next week, because I know you'll be tuning in. If you're a hater, you're a fan. (laughs) This is from a lady. TM. A lady TM. Throughout my life, I've consistently put myself down, because if I say it to myself first, it won't hurt as much when others say it to me. Which begs the question, what makes me think anyone else is likely to put me down? I wonder if the size of a person's ego is proportionate to the extent of their self-judgment. Wow. Good question, a lady, TM. I wonder if the size of a person's ego is... Proportional to the extent of their self-judgment. So, like, if you have a big ego, you're very judgy, or if you have a big ego, if you have a small ego, you're very judgy. I would say if you have judgment, self-judgment, and self-criticism is all ego. Pure ego. And a misconception about an ego is that shyness, that's not ego, but it is. Being shy is just as much ego as being outwardly egocentric, because it all comes from judgment. Well, it's all, yeah, it's all what is, what's tickling your ego either way. Yeah. Who's on that pillow? Danny DeVito? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't everyone have a Danny DeVito pillow in their house? Uh, a lady TM goes on to say, I turned 34 this week and couldn't wring out a drop of joy from the day because I was too wrapped up in comparing myself to others my age and how far behind in life I seemed compared to them. I guess, are you having that reaction? Oh, I hate that she feels that way. I know, I do too. I feel the opposite on my birthdays. To me, a birthday, I'm so grateful to have made it another year. Yeah. And I don't. I don't feel that I'm, like, supposed to be anywhere by a certain age. But I know what I know exactly what she's saying. It crossed my mind this year because my birthday is in, like, a week. And I know that people have a hard time with it, don't they? Yeah, I mean, so many of my friends get, like, mega depressed on their birthdays. Me too. I don't get it. I don't either. I want to talk about ego. For me, it's, like, a great day that's just about whatever I want to do. Me too. Have a party. Mm-hmm. Where I'd frock. Yep. It's my birthday. Sorry, this is the restaurant we're going to. You have to come. Yeah, and I'm alive. Thank God. I don't care if you don't like chocolate cake. That's what I've ordered. (laughs) My birthday. We're doing what I want. It's my birthday. You can go hungry if you don't want the food. Exactly. Yeah, she says her goal this year is to get herself to a place where the self-judgment won't interfere with the blessing of turning 35. Exactly right, Elaine. Yeah, I love that. It is a blessing. Thank you, ladies, for another episode of Insight and Encouragement. Sad, but also happy note to end on that you're not going to do it again next year. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for another week of chat, another great week of listener feedback. How's your week been (laughs) since the Still Here episode? Well, I'm still here again. Still here again. (laughs) We could... could Make every week's episode the same. (laughs) It's just the same title. Still here. Thank you guys for partaking in our um, flash sale of our one-off design. Never to be seen again. So if you didn't get it too late, (laughs) you missed the boat. Yeah, that was a great sweatshirt. We might do it at Christmas as a treat. (gasps) Christmas treat sales. That's what I thought. 
Do you think that sounds quite nice? Yeah, oh yeah. We'll do we a sale at, doing it. We'll do a sale at Christmas and then maybe some uh, some new designs plus that design might come back just for Christmas, just as a treat. Maybe a little New Year's 24-hour thing. You never know with us. <laughs> you got to stay on your toes. Keep keep stay tuned in. Stay tuned in. How's your week been since still 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 still, still here? Hmm. Has there was there any resolve with your family regarding the has there been any progress regarding the holiday drama? Regarding the scandalous incident that happened yeah. surrounding the holidays. Has there been any improvement? Yeah, there was a huge resolve. And I guess that's what I wanted to, what I have to contribute this week. Okay. Was about forgiveness. Because the resolve was not because I had a conversation with anyone. The resolve was within myself. Oh, lovely. Okay. And it got me thinking about forgiveness, which I've always had a really tricky time with. I don't know how it is for you. You said something so interesting in your text. What did you say to me? My phone's up there, so I can't, I can't look at it right now. But So I said, I might like to talk about what forgiveness really means versus how it's misunderstood in my brain, and I'm sure commonly with others too, as giving your power away and allowing the offense. That's why it's hard for me in my brain, but I think the true nature of forgiveness is something else entirely. So when you forgive somebody, you frequently feel as though you're basically having to, like, allow the crime in order to just move on. Right. And and I I think others might be confused by that also. I'm sure. So to me, when somebody says, oh, you just need to get to forgiveness, I actually get really angry. Yeah, I get mad. I'm like... I can't. Uh, But what came up this week was that, oh, forgiveness is for me. Forgiveness is so that my insides aren't poisoned. Yeah. Forgiveness really has nothing to do with getting closure from the other person, even if you never got an apology from them. Completely. Forgiveness is for the self. It's for your own health, Mm. for you moving forward with no icky poison flowing through your veins Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's harming you. And that's really powerful because that takes your power back from anything external. Yeah. It makes you in charge of how you move forward in life. So that is in the last week that you've had that like reveal that 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 was revealed to me and i thought so powerful i thought of you because we were speaking about your anger at ryan and max Mm. and as we do with our episodes usually one topic leads into the next really effortlessly and so i thought huh so what comes after anger at someone for an offense would be forgiveness Mm -hmm. maybe not ever having because That's not a conversation that you can have, Annabelle. No. You can't have that conversation with Ryan and yell at him and pound on his chest and tell him all the things you're feeling. No. You have to come to that forgiveness and that resolve on your own. Uh And I thought of you all week when that was revealed to me. So I was really interested to have this conversation with you and hear your take on it and what, what forgiveness means to you. Well, before we do that, what is, like, what's more of the story of, like, what your resolve is? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just interested to know with your situation that was around the holidays and, you know, classic family shit, what 
was the resolve in you? Having perspective on life, first of all, knowing that we could die any day, mm-hmm. any second. Mm-hmm. Knowing that sometimes you walk out of a room from somebody and it is the last time you'll see them. Yeah, completely. Having that perspective is very, very healthy because I thought, do I want to spend my time with my sister in that space of resentment Mm. and hate? Mm. Just got back from Illinois, walking through the graveyard, seeing all my family members. My, my grandmother's sisters are buried right next to her. They were very close. There were 10 children. Mm -hmm. They're dead now. They're buried in a grave, a graveyard now. Mm. Imagine the fights they had. Imagine how many, I wonder how many wasted, how many days they allowed to be wasted Mm -hmm. on poison and anger Mm -hmm. or were they quick to forgive Mm. And get back to a place coming from love. Mm. None of it matters because now they're in a cemetery in the middle of cornfields. They had their time. Yeah. This is my time. This is mine and my sister's time. Yep. On this, on this go around. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about her. Well, I do know about her because she was very quick to reach out to me when I did when I did make a reach, she mm-hmm. was right there. Mm-hmm. So I know that we both feel the same. But I just thought, this is my time. And with my time, I want to come from love. Yeah. That's what makes me feel good. Whatever you did to me, whatever your shortcomings are that makes you hurt the people around you, that's okay. Because it really doesn't have to do with me. That's their story. That's your story. your story. Those are your beliefs. Those are your judgments. I don't have to eat that. Even and if carry I, it. And carry it. It affects the way that you view the world. It affects your interactions with the person at the grocery store. Whatever I hurt myself. It is, whatever it is. You're, the way you look at yourself. You start judging yourself. And I think, yeah. It feels wrong. It feels like trying to carry a really heavy weight. Mm. And I can't carry it for a very long time. I just, I got to set it down. It's yeah. like, fuck it. I, I, I can't carry that weight. That's too yeah. heavy. It's too heavy. I won't do it. So, and I spoke to my therapist and she really worked with me on the, the self-harm stuff. It's easier to turn it on myself than it is to turn it on someone else. Totally. So much easier. You're right there. Yeah, you're right there. There's no consequences There's outside no boundary of there. what is you have to yeah. have. There's no cleanup that anyone else can see that involves anyone else. Right. And it came from talking to you. I mean, you and I stayed on the phone after we recorded last week. You really helped me loosen it up. Loosen it up. Work through it. Make it workable. That's what my therapist always Mm. reminds me. I love that. This is workable. Yeah. This doesn't have to be full system shutdown. It's all workable. Yeah. I mean, listen, like we always say, (laughs) like, you know, abuse, uh... Yeah, something. Kitty did link murder. There's there are lines, but I'll, I'll, there are <laughs> lines. That is no, that that requires a full system shutdown. But it's what everything else. I mean, maybe for some people it doesn't, but it's workable. Yeah, nine out of ten times it's workable. Something that Ryan used to say all the time: there is a solution to everything. There really is. If you want there to be, if you want there to be, exactly. And I did want there to be because. 
I just feel nasty when I get stuck in anger like that. It does require talking it out. So I talked it out with you. I talked it out with her and I, and I, and I was able to loosen it up within a couple days. And, and it really taught me a big thing about forgiveness because it happened with no conversation between my sister and I. Yeah. I didn't need it. Well, because it's that element of the story is your story yeah. and her shit is her shit. And you said to me, can you feel compassion for where the other person's coming from? Yeah. And at the time I said, no. Yeah. But it stayed with me and I just kept trying to get to that compassion. We don't Why? have to agree. Working backwards. It's like we said in that other episode about can you be in the love thing? Can you be in a relationship with somebody that has completely different views from you? And this is the same situation. Same thing. It's ex- is exactly the situation. I can't break up with my sister. You cannot break up with your sister, <laughs> nor would you want to. I mean, you can. No. You can. I don't, I'm not somebody that believes that just because family is family, it means you, they have to be in your life. That's forever. true. I of mean, course, yeah, I, guess I don't I need take, to say it to you. you know, no, I guess I anyway. take back what I just said. I don't want to break you don't up with want my sister. To. Yeah. That's the difference. That's because, okay. yes, you can absolutely put your boundaries in and yeah. space is needed with family members sometimes. Yeah. Not in this situation. No, you want to have, you know, your sister around. Right. But I think that it's all workable, it's all movable, and that is the key, I think, when coming up against people that you don't agree with or when you get into these, like, fractious situations, it's just, like, it's so hard because you want to react from the... Pl- you're wounded. I was wounded. And you feel, yeah. you're like, ow, oh, you've hurt me. Why do I have to be compassionate for you when you've hurt me? Yeah, I'm sad. Pain. I'm sad because I, I, w- I felt judged mm-hmm. and it made me very sad. Mm-hmm. But what do I want to be spending my time with mm-hmm. my sister doing? I want to be laughing with her. Yeah. We don't have to accept each other 120%. No. I can love the parts of her that are our language. And I think with any relationship, you find the things that become your love language together. We say it. We said it ourselves. Yeah. You don't have to have it all. No. no. You don't have to take it all. There can be bits of a person you're like, you know what? I don't really talk about that. I don't care for that. I don't care for that. But what I do love is discussing books with her and joking and sending each other funny things. Yeah. And whatever. And that's what I want to spend my time in before we are buried next to each other in a cornfield somewhere. Love it. Love it. So it was really great. And the bottom line is it's between you and you. Forgiveness is between you and you for you. And the lovely, lovely side effect of that is that it goes out into the world, into the situation, into other relationships and helps untangle those knots. It does. It's like the classic thing of put your own your own oxygen mask on first, take care of your own shit first. Same thing Jeff always says to me. You've got to take care of you first. Yeah. You know, and it's the same story. It's not saying be a selfish prick and it's all me, 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 me. It's... No, it's put... Because in the situation of the oxygen mask on, what are you doing? You're not putting your oxygen mask on first so that you can sit there. You're doing it so that you can then be help others. Be of service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe some people also, do just Yeah, I'm sure there is a couple, two, three people who <laughs> like to just sit there. And... But the concept is that you put your own on first and then... To be the best you can be. To be strong. And healthy instead of walking around with poison inside of you because all that does is just... Poisons everything. Poisons everything around you and I don't want to poison the water. Good for you. I love that. I'm so proud of you and I'm just like most of all just happy for you. It was exciting. (sighs) Wow, beautiful. how, How are you doing with the anger that you mentioned last week? Good because I talked about it. I think a big 
realization I'm having at the moment is about just like you said the loosening up of things about like me being like yeah I've been sleeping with people and I want to go on dates and I want to have a relationship and I want to and I'm angry and I'm you know like I'm a human and starting that dialogue as a result of the love sex and relationships podcast we did Mm -hmm. I had two people in my life who I thought would be judgmental towards me reach out to me and say I'm so happy for you really yes and Ryan's mum reached out to me and said I listened to your podcast I want you to know that I know that you weren't talking about us when you were saying that people are judging you which of course I wasn't but I want to say anyway that we want you to go on and have another relationship and have babies if that's what you want to do and find love and be happy and live your life. That's what Ryan would want and that's what all that we want and we hope that you will tell us when you do and so you can imagine like how just what a weight off that was for me. Not because I thought that they would judge me but because... I don't want to do anything to hurt them. You know, like, they've already been so hurt. You're very protective of this whole family. I really am. And I just don't want there to be... Any more pain. Any more pain. And I know that I can't live my life in a... Tiptoeing. Tiptoeing. And I also can't, like, not live my life. But the idea of, like, them feeling like it means I've forgotten Ryan or I didn't love him or... or any of that stuff, which I would honestly hope and know that... it's been easy for you to move on. Exactly, or that, you know, any of that. I You hope that the person doesn't think or feel that way, but you just don't want them to at all. And that's been my fear with all that stuff, is that it's going to cause more pain. And when I remove the judgment from myself, the next layer under that is, is me being frightened to hurt people. You know, once I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, a whore or I'm, this is too fast or I shouldn't be doing this or I shouldn't be angry or I shouldn't say this or I shouldn't do that. Once I remove all of the self-judgment, my judgment then goes on to other people, I guess is what you could say it is. It's me judging them and not giving them the opportunity to have the authentic experience like we always say Mm -hmm. and I'm and that is a form of me judging them of of not telling them who I want to be and who I am yeah it's 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 trying to control exactly that's what my therapist said the information I noticed that for me also this week me trying to control the experience for someone else I think is really we go, it's so we do easy it all to the do. Time. It's so fucking easy. In so to many do. little ways. I catch myself doing it with my family and be like, oh, don't you want to put a bit of basil on? And I'm just like, I don't know, shut the fuck up. In this new relationship with Will and I, I would say that's the number one thing that goes on. That you do? Yeah, just all day, both of us. You just see it, how common it is in us. It, all these little hard. ways that you're. And unfortunately, I think over time, would it equates to is is henpecking and this is why i think men there's that classic thing of women nagging 
So the man goes and seeks out a oh mistress. Oh, he just goes to the pub. Oh, he wants to go and play golf, or he just wants to go for a four hundred mile bike ride, right. or whatever he wants to do, because he just doesn't want to be fucking bothered. Just he's trying to eat his bowl of pasta. Well, guess what? It goes both ways, guys. Women can seek out <laughs> mistresses and go to the pub as well. Okay. <laughs> No, that's not the point. The point is, Lucy's just immediately going into attack mode. The point is, you're <laughs> no. Oh, just kidding. Yes, the table. yes. The, this the is table. true. It's true. It's been going on for centuries, for millennia. Why don't you just? Why don't you do this? Put the rock why over there. You, why don't you do this? Ugh. If I was, this is why don't I chop the wood like that. Finally, lose it and they backhand yeah. their lives. Back this is in why the uncivilized times, it's our fault, ladies. No, ladies. I'm joking. No, don't. We are joking. It's just a joke. You get what I'm but saying. Stop nitpicking your men or women. Stop picking your just partner. Nit- stop nitpicking apart. your partner about every fucking thing. If they want to be a schlubby fucking piece of shit and wear their skanky sweatpants on Saturday, yeah. how does it affect your life? Pick, just choose happiness. Truly. Just, you know what? N- just <laughs> trust me. My husband's dead. The number of things I look back back on now, and I, I, don't, I can't remember if I'd said this before, but it's something I've thought about a huge Keep amount. Keep saying it. I love where you're going with this. Is that I so deeply regret all of the nitpicking I did. And it's a trait in myself that I cannot stand. And it's comes from ego it comes from judgment thinking you know best thinking trying to control everything i don't have a lot of regrets in my relationship with ryan not at all even things that were wrong or bad i don't regret them because they all ultimately brought us to really good places instead and one thing i do regret though is like (sighs) him and my dad have i not said this before I don't think so. I mean, you're saying it differently now if you have. Him and my dad both used to this used to say the same thing to me. They've never met. My dad died before I met Ryan. In the same voice, in the same what? way, about the same things. Why are you being so hard on me? Okay, that's creepy. The, like that. With the same look, the same everything. Just like it was like the same man. Spooky. And now when I think about him and my dad doing that, I just I just want to hug them and go, oh, I'm so sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I shouldn't be like that. And I regret that so much. And it's all that shit. Don't wear the schlubby sweatpants. Can't you fucking do this? Can't you chew with your mouth closed? All those little things build up over time. They do build up. And it, and then the, then Ryan would turn around and say, why are you being so hard on me? They do build up. And yeah. you you wouldn't think of me as somebody that's like, hard on a person i'm very like Mm -hmm. but i think with men specifically i am that way and i'm trying to control them because i don't want them to upset me i don't want them to let them let me down Mm -hmm. i don't want them to hurt me i don't want them to do something wrong to ruin it all right and you know as we've discussed i have seen other guys and i you know i'm on that journey now yeah are you taking these Yes. Lessons forward. I caught myself doing it. Noticing a difference. I caught myself doing it with a man and I was judging him for the way he was eating. Mm. And I 
was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And then I just thought, you fucking bitch. Literally, immediately, the thought was, you bitch. Shut up. Because I was, what it was, it was like, you know how in films, I'm like, King Henry VIII takes a turkey leg and he bites and he throws it down and yeah. he goes, Core bloody hell, that was lovely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know how English men do that? Uh-huh. I'm sure Will does Oh my that. god, yeah. I'm sure he eats and he goes, they, Men, they go, oh god. Core bloody hell. They like. And then they rub their hands together and they do all that gross man stuff. Disgusting. Yeah. But. <laughs> Sucking his fingers. He's I got know. his sauces. Exactly. He's and got I his sat meats. there looking, going, You look like bloody King Henry VIII. Pig. And then I thought to myself, you're being a bitch about an expression of joy. Oh. oh. That was his expression yeah, of taking in the view, eating the food, feeling good about life, feeling like, you know, who am I to knock a man down when he's in that zone? For what? Yeah. So I can sit there and put my knife and fork probably and put my dab my serviette on my <laughs> Shut up <laughs> Like and that's the conversation that went through my head. Oh. And then immediately It's then, like Downton Abbey meets fucking Game of Thrones. Is or that, something. No, it, that's how it felt yeah. in the moment. And then I thought to myself my next thought was like, oh wow. That's progress. I've just realised that that's something in myself that I do that I don't like and I've called myself up on it so now I can change that like you yeah. with your forgiveness thing mm-hmm. I guess it's a similar kind of thing of being forgiving something I've been thinking about so much which is kind of linked to this is generosity I'm not talking about that's crazy you say that because I had the two words written next to okay. each other in my journal forgiveness is generosity it is it's generosity I'm so glad you said that to yourself yes from yourself, of yourself, to others, is it? It's it is forgiveness, is generosity, and I don't mean generosity like here, have this watch. No. I would love to buy you this thing. For me, the definition of generosity is generosity of spirit, and there is nothing more I've realised in the last year unattractive and unappealing to me than a lack of generosity in a person. Yeah, generosity for my shit being fucked up because of the state I've been in the last year. Generosity, when I'm having a conversation with you, um, give me some kind of sign Mm -hmm. that you are enjoying it, Mm -hmm. having a nice time. Just, that's the shit where I'm just, you know when people are just shut shut off and cold and... and They're not giving anything. I can be like that. And it's, a, it's another family trait that I don't like is, is a lack of generosity with, with ourselves. And it comes from pain. It comes from, you know what? We've been a little bit too generous and we've been really hurt by it. And it's happened generation after generation. So now we're cold. Mm-hmm. And I've been called cold before. And I don't like that. You do it when you're in defense mode. Yeah. I just don't want to be an ungenerous person because when I see it, I can't stand it. And that's why, because it's in you. So it's I'm, in all of us, yeah. And, and it does come from pain, and it is generational. Pulling your husband up, or your wife, or whoever, or your mom or your dad, up on some little thing they do is not a generous action. Yeah, you're right. The word that's coming to mind is unconditional. 
generosity and forgiveness comes from unconditional love saying it's okay this isn't the end of the world there's another chance for and us, I would for say you, for me there's another chance for me yes. to stop being judgmental and to start being generous right um, and forgiving and that's what unconditional is no conditions yeah it doesn't mean no standards it doesn't mean no boundaries that's different no boundaries no standards does not mean that no it means yeah you just flubby pa- sweatpants on a Saturday and you've always got like boogies in your nose but yeah I fucking love you yeah, I'm not going to ride you about it. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, we all have our traits that are just, I'm sorry, everyone has rotten things about them. Oh my God, everyone. It's We're about, human. It's about, for me, what I'm realizing and what I want it to be about for me and I'm training and teaching myself what it to be about. It's like acknowledging them. So... I know that I can be cold. I'm going to say it to you. I'm going to say it here on this podcast. So that it's just out in the air. In the same way the other things that I've said have been so freeing to be out in the air. So that we can all just know that. Mm-hmm. Know why I'm doing it. And I can check myself and go, well, Lucy knows I do it. So I need to just be more aware of that. I can rein it back in. Mm-hmm. And go, oh, fuck, I'm doing it again. And then there's not this tension and embarrassment around it. And acknowledging it is exactly right. To loosen it up, I keep using that. That's really helpful for me. Loosening it up as quickly as possible. Is this going to last a month or is this, can you pull yourself out of this? And there's my improvement. I don't go so silently cold. I will say the one thing that I know is going too far. Yeah. And that not helpful for me. I also don't think it's the person you want to be. No, it's not. It is learned behavior that is generational. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I want to ask you, but which side, where from? Uh, I have experienced that on my father's side. Okay. I thought so. I just wasn't. Yeah. For sure. In him and my grandparents, and I'm sure the generations behind that. The difference this week, instead of me doing that for a month, which I have done in the past. You will dig your heels in. I, I can see that. Oh, I got myself out of it in you about are stubborn. five days. I think it's good. Because I'm so stubborn. You're stubborn because it's good because it keeps you, for your work and your creativity, I think your stubbornness is good because you, yeah, it, it good. keeps you chipping away. I need it for what I do. When others would maybe Give up. crumble. <laughs> Exactly. And you go, I'm not fucking giving up. And I think it's a beautiful, I think all of our weaknesses can be gifts. They're all both. As long as we acknowledge them, are open about them and work with them, not against them. It's the same as the feelings. All feelings are good feelings. Yeah. All traits are good traits. It, you know, they're all double-edged swords. Do you think so? Do you think all traits are good traits? To a degree. Okay. I mean, unless we're talking like, again, like being a pedophile or some shit or murdering. That's not a trait. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the hell that is. I can't even get into that. But but I do. I think. They all have the potential to be good. I do think so. Okay. I like that. That's very hopeful. Well, you just said it. No, I know. I think that, I think that there, I don't know that if, if that every trait is, is necessarily a good trait. I think they're workable. 
Okay, well then, what am I saying? Because what do I what do I think here? Because is a trait is hatred a trait? Like, what is a trait? To be a hateful person, I would say is uh is a trait and then how do you but what does that come harness from, that into being something positive i'm not exactly sure i don't know i think we need to do a little research before <laughs> we talk about this because i see what you're saying i also see like i don't think hate is the trait i think that's a symptom, that's like symptom. We say. Yeah, 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 yeah. so what would be What's under that okay. I, I don't i really have the energy to go into that talk right now it no. sounds interesting yeah but i guess what it's about is acknowledging our traits, yeah, right. I don't want to say. Uh, some would say weaknesses. Acknowledging I, our humanity, our humanness, maybe. Our humanness, yeah, yeah. And that takes compassion, generosity, generosity, forgiveness to ourself first. That's so exciting to me. I have punished and not forgiven myself for so long. Mm. For what? Yeah. Why? For what? I loved this quote I heard the other day. It said something like, if self-punishment worked, it would have worked by now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. God, the number of things that can be said for Jesus Christ. I know. But I know not, not every one of our listeners is in America, but it's Thanksgiving time now. You're you know, supposed to sit and reflect on what you're grateful for. And this is the deeper layer of that. Mm. This is generosity of the heart mm. and of the spirit. Yeah. And that's not just, I'm thankful for my house. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for this food. Mm. This is the real work. I am looking forward to Thanksgiving food. How do you feel about Thanksgiving being being from England? Does it mean anything to you? No. Yeah. You guys seem to do... Thanksgiving bigger than you do Christmas. I know. It's really interesting. Some A lot of people will fly home to see their families for Thanksgiving and mm. not Christmas. Because you can only do one, really. Most young people yeah, who yeah. are working towards a goal yeah. in their life, they would only go home for one. And they're really close together. They're a month, they're a month apart. Or just because they don't want to see their family that Or, yeah, times, I mean, it's also a good excuse. Yeah. So I can't afford to fly home for yeah. both. But, yeah, people do do Thanksgiving up. Almost as big, if not bigger, than Christmas in a lot of families. I find that so interesting. There's a big football game on also. It's like a whole thing. You guys love to merge the just a <laughs> smorgasbord of like Americanism. Yeah. It's all very Why separate not? stuff. Pile it on. Yeah. Uh, what eludes me is the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on. <laughs> It's disgusting. I hear a lot of English people say this. Because it can't get behind the sweet potato It's already casserole. so sweet. Why do you need to put marshmallows on well, that? Because marshmallows go with everything. Like, they just bump it up to it's another. It's ungodly. Because what you're going to do all day is you're going to sit in a sugar and food coma no. and watch that football. There's the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You basically just... Do it from morning until night, but Just that eat. makes sense because our you do that with your Christmases. Yeah, we, we do that don't. for Christmas. Yeah, we kind of do, but you guys have it going for three days because you have oh, Boxing Day and we don't. Great. You do Christmas Eve. You're getting all your final stuff done, and then you're doing like in the evening, like Will and I were saying earlier. Yeah, I like to go to the church with my family mm-hmm. and do. We go to the kids service because mm. it's shorter mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and cuter earlier. it's earlier yeah it's just more magical 
and we're all just like big kids in my family so we go to yeah. that and we and the kids do their little nativity and it's cute and weird and wacky yeah. um and then go home and you go to the pub yeah we don't do that here it's great pub on christmas eve is such a vibe and then you come home some people stay out all night shit face and the whole christmas day thing is that you're hungover and you're eating food for us we get up we do a massive breakfast with everything open presents and then we do and then we start cooking the dinner and that's kind of like what we do all day and we'll like get some lounging around time in as well Mm -hmm. and then boxing day is really the lounging around day so like christmas is a bit more kind of formal anyway in my family in the sense that you like we get up and have our breakfast and our pjs and then the rest of the day is kind of like structured towards getting dressed for dinner, getting dressed and making dinner yeah and then having a formal dinner, and then you'll probably chill in the evening, and then Boxing Day is just, like, veg out. Just, like, PJs all day. Maybe some family will come over. We'll do a buffet of the leftovers. You know, like in Bridget Jones, the turkey curry buffet. Yeah. And all your servants are gone. All the servants are gone. All of our many servants we have at Grenville Hall. Yes. (laughs) Which is none. Downton team of... I housekeepers. They're posting the Christmas decorations that are at High Clear. I know, I saw them put up the tree at High Clear. I'm actually beside myself. I was like, Annabelle's gonna be in that room. I'm so excited. I'm so scared something's gonna go wrong. Oh stop. I I know. I can't help it. I don't trust life. That's your PTSD. I know. I'm like so scared something's gonna go wrong or I'm gonna get COVID and not be able to fly. I'm gonna say all my fears now so they're out my body. Okay, let's say I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna get COVID and not be able to fly, or that I'm gonna have fucked something up and then I'm gonna have to like fly back on the same day like Lucy did from Hawaii. Jesus Christ. I'm afraid that something's gonna happen to somebody in my family before I get home and then I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I should have come home sooner. I'm afraid that I'm going to get COVID when I get there and I'm not going to get better in time for my mom's birthday on the 17th and I'm not going to be able to go to Downton Abbey. Those are my fears. They've been said and they're out there now. Woo. You're frightened about fucking something up too, aren't you? Because you just want to get out. Oh, fuck, I can't talk about that. <laughs> I know, we can't say it. God. Well, Will's Christmas is like yours. I'm having a very hard time with it because my Christmas is opposite from... The English way, which yeah, what is do you guys do? Christmas Eve, I can't speak for every American, but in my family, our Christmas Eve is a big formal dinner mm-hmm. and presents that we've given each other. And then we stay up talking until maybe 11, but we go to bed early because the next morning the kids are going to wake up at 6. Yeah. Not that there's kids in my family anymore, but this tradition has remained. We're up at like 6 and then we have presents from Santa in the morning and then another formal dinner that night and then we're done there's no boxing day like you're just christmas is over you've just dispersed no it's a three-day event so christmas eve to me in my mind is the most special part of christmas right. but to will it's the opposite because he just goes out to the pub on christmas eve i think they're all special so yeah. that's why you like it's a three-day event it's like family time each day yeah. fun time each day yummy food each day oh Anyway, I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait for your reconnaissance work from High Clear. Oh my god. You're gonna I be can coming to us from behind up a my fern. nostril and I'm now in the grand hall. I am in the Christmas tree. <laughs> I've climbed <laughs> I am perched atop the tree. I am now the fairy at High Clear Castle. Nobody's noticed. They're gonna close it soon. 
I will be in here overnight. I wonder if I'd get arrested or if they'd be charmed by me. Oh, they'd be so charmed. (laughs) What a fancy. Um, I feel like that was a good chat. Great chat. I feel like we can probably call it. Yeah. Okay. By the way, we haven't acknowledged the fact that we're wearing a furry hat and it's 89 degrees. Listen, I've decided that for this winter season, my color palette is going to be nudes and whites and creams. Love it. I watched The Holiday again okay. for the 900th time. Okay. And Cameron Diaz's outfit yeah. color palette yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to be great. Is your style guide the rest of my year. I like so, that. I love it. Yes, I'm wearing a fur ski headband and it's 89 degrees in los angeles today well you know i watched the holiday again as well and i thought it was utter shit a lot of things bothered me this time that i'd never noticed what the fuck i've watched it every year since i'm obsessed with it i watch it like twice a year cameron diaz's character is a sociopath she's the worst (laughs) we've had too much therapy to enjoy i know i can't i'm just like i would never i'd be like Jude, red flags. Yeah. Fucking run. This bitch is a narcissistic nut job. How did I think this was okay? Yeah. It's so and it's such bad acting. And it's Aww. it is it's shit acting. It's so shit. And I just I mean, as I, if a man that looked like Jude Law would be a book editor in a small town. Yeah, he would. <laughs> The fake tan on that man in that film. I was like, I oh it's perfectly bronze in the middle of England. He in looks the winter. like Donald Trump. <laughs> the whole thing. I was like, this is such shit. And I've loved that film for so long. And it's so funny. Because of this like death and rebirth experience I've had, everything I do now is like the first time. And it's like the first time I've watched that film since since the crash. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is shit. There's no charm on anything. All the charm is worn off. You're seeing things for what they really are. I know. I actually am seeing things really differently now. There's a South Park episode about that, which is so genius. And it happens to one of the little boys where all of a sudden he starts to see things as as they really are. And what he's seeing come out of everyone's mouth and hearing is shit. Like people will open their mouth to talk. And And actual shit will come out. It's every song he listens to. It's every conversation he has. And he's going, they're going, isn't this amazing? He's going, no, it's shit. It's literal shit. And the guys are like, what? Not everything is, is shit, I mean. Everything is new, but not everything is shit. No, so, like, of I've watched not. Downton again, and I'm just like, oh, that more just gets better and better. And, better like, yeah. and I love that I forgot everything that happened, apart from the traumatizing It's not things. that everything is shit. You can see the true nature of things. I hear film scores now in a different way than I ever have before. Wow. It's so strange. I'm so aware of film scores now in a way I never was before, which I think is such a weird side effect of this whole experience. I notice it now more than ever, and symbolism I notice very differently. Hmm. So strange, and I notice people's fake tans and shit acting (laughs) in a way that I never did before, and I'm so scared about watching Love Actually. Oh, I'm so terrified. God. What if I don't like it? You'll have to let us know the verdict on that. I one watched because... Bridget Jones and I thought it was brilliant. Okay, good. Great score. Yeah, let's see what holds up. It's the new tat. Just hand me something if you want to see it. 
see the yeah. like, <laughs> I'm just gonna be sending you things. Shit. Take on this. I'll be like, oh shit, AC. Take on this. <laughs> uh, in the book I just finished reading, which I'm obsessed with, called Circe. One of our listeners said they'd read that book and they thought it was incredible. Oh my god, it is like the best book I've ever read. And I just posted um, to on Instagram asking for people's book recommendations because I want something to read over the holiday. But in that book, she is a Greek goddess. I've mentioned this before. And a charm that she has is that she is able to reveal the true nature of someone or something. Wow. And shit hits the fan because it's not always what you want to see. It's not cute. It's not cute. The things that are true, beautiful in nature, mm-hmm. whatever, are going to show themselves. And the things that are shit are going to show themselves. It's not that everything's shit. But... I would say that is such a gift that you've gotten that not a lot of people in life get. Mm, I agree. I think it is and a gift. And we've said that before. No, there's been so many gifts. And I that's just think that's a strange one. It is a strange one. And it happened to me after the stalker situation. Because that for me was a life, mm-hmm. like a near-death experience. And same thing. Just see the world so differently. You see the true nature of I things. want it to last. I don't want to go back to... to Living unconsciously. Do you think that's possible? To go back. I think people do. Do you I think, think you will? I I think I'm too aware of it to go back. Do you think you could ever fall back asleep now that you've been awoke? Awokened? <laughs> Awoken. Now that you've been awakened. Um, I think that I have had small moments of it and it feels so painful and terrible. It's like... Um, you know that feeling after you've had too much sugar? It's like that. That was awful. 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 I think it can't be just a blanket that you'll never go back. I think you'll fluctuate. Oh, yeah, I think I'll go back. But I know out, that it's not how feel... I want to live my life anymore. It's something I've talked about a lot with a few different people over the last few weeks of, like, the mode that, that we want to live in, the modes, the type of life that we want to have, the is this all there is? feeling that I maybe used to have I don't have anymore because I just see it all so differently now. Now it's like there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. Wow, there's more. Yeah. Which is a really nice way to feel. Exciting. And I don't ever want to go back into that like... Is this all there is? Sleepwalking through no. life. I don't either. So catching ourselves, I guess that's what it's about. Big time. Catching yourself when you're being ungenerous. Catching yourself... Being unconscious, catching yourself, being a shithead. <laughs> catching ourselves on our traits that are not helpful. On not so or little sexy. cuties. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, babe. Uh, Love you. Love you. Sometimes I drink bowls of lace. Sometimes I drink gin. Sometimes the whiskey does me right. Sometimes it does me in.
Thank you.